Yeah, bloody hell. Oh, band politics. It's my favourite. <laughs> Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Listening to Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You're listening to episode 121 of Sapnin Podcast with myself, Sean Smith, and my good friend, Morgan Richards. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards. But do you know what, Sean? I think this episode is going to present a host of new angles to the music industry and everything around it. <laughs> oh, you bastard! I was just like, I was just thinking. And as soon as we did, I was like, "Oh, here we go." This week's guest doesn't have any song titles out. I don't think. How is he going to do this? I know. I had to change bastard. my game up, but I'm, I'm pretty proud of that one. I think it suits well. Yeah. No, you've done all right there. Thanks. You've done all right Thank there. Thank you. Um, ooh, rare praise. Um, yeah, this week's <laughs> guest is uh, presenter, DJ, host, as you mentioned in the pun which kind of now ruins this bit, I've realised. Uh, the fantastic Sophie K. Yes, and where do we start with Sophie? One of my favourite humans covering music in the industry right now, and she's basically done it all in rock and metal. A lot of people will recognise her face, voice and energy from her work presenting at Kerrang!, BBC Radio 1, Scuzz TV, Team Rock, and now launching her own podcast on Wednesdays We we're black with two other awesome souls in Alex and Yasmin on the heavy network. But the thing is with Sophie, she is always someone up to cool things. If it's inspiring others or fighting for change, and we're going to be getting into all of that in this conversation. She's an absolute badass, and I'm just excited to get her story because that's what we do, Sean. People come on and tell us their stories. Nice, yes. Uh, thank you to Sophie for coming on. Thank you for the people at the Heavy Network for setting it up as well. Yeah, Sophie is what a badass. Like, she's just, she came on, spoke her mind, didn't censor herself, and she was just fantastic. And it was great to hear her story from, you know, beginning to where she is now. And congratulations on all her success. I know the poor soul had to speak to me at some point <laughs> and had to interview me. So I'm sorry for whatever I said back then. I was an idiot. Well, I'm an idiot now. <laughs> Um, but I was more of an idiot back then. So, um, yeah, but what a great time we had with her getting to hang out for a bit of an afternoon. 
yeah what a lovely lovely person and um yeah good luck with the podcast i'm sure it's gonna do very very well yeah and literally the chat is just so honest and open from both ends as well because we both trade some very interesting and uh funny stories about some of our best and worst times doing interviews podcasts and whatnot but just to say how uh much of an influence she has become sean sophie was an answer on the uk television uh, gaming show tenable recently with warwick davis I saw this, I saw this, um, because I follow her on, on the socials, as the children say today. And, um, yeah, I saw it, and I was like, oh, that's super cool. And then I saw Warwick Davis's crazy hand, rock hand signal, <laughs> which is, as we all know, that's the Australian hang 10, uh, I'm a safe dude, banana phone, right? I don't know what it means, but <laughs> have one of them. That's what he gave. He was yeah. like, I like rock. Is this what you do? But do you know what? Do you know what would have been equally as bad? If he had put that finger up <laughs> and he did that, the horns with the thumb out, which if anybody follows me on social media, every now and again, I post uh, the rock horns for rock and then the rock horns with a thumb out means you're doing Spider-Man impressions. So everybody, if you're thinking about doing a, having a photo and pulling your thumb out, unless you're wearing a Spider-Man costume, <laughs> don't bother just give us the owns, please, for God's sake. So, yeah, I think what we need to do now is we need to have Warwick Davis on the podcast to explain himself and tell us what he knows about rock yeah. music. So if you're listening to this right now, go on social media, get in touch with Warwick Davis. Also tag at Pod, whether it's Twitter or Instagram, at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. And let Warwick Davis know that we would love him to come on the podcast to talk to us about rock, his life, and all of the films he's been in. Because he's been in loads of mad films. Yeah, I think it's only fair that we have him on to explain himself so he doesn't get cancelled by the entire rock community, really. Because I'm always baffled that people throw up the Spider-Man logo uh, or whatever instead of the horns like it's two fingers i don't get like i don't get what the what the confusion is the, the, the mad thing is now all the kids the kids are doing it today because rappers are just throwing that some out there willy-nilly and i don't like it reel it in like you're not peter parker you're not you like rock or you like the devil that's what the, the owners are for Unless we've just figured out that all the rappers get together and watch Spider-Man films on the regular, and that's their kind of, like, friend signs. I don't think they do. No? I, think, I think they're too busy sipping lean and um, shooting each other, I ah. think. Or, gra- or grassing on each other. That's right. the latest, isn't it? Fair. They like Fair. They like grassing on each other. Sorry, let's move on before uh, <laughs> one of us gets shot. Yes. Um, but, yeah, we're going to be talking to Sophie about a whole journey as a journalist um, calling out gatekeepers of the scene and just everything from the friendship with Jason Butler to some incredible interview moments and so much more um, but before we get into all of that a quick reminder if you are listening to this podcast for the first time or a regular one to us please go and check out our social media pages at Sapman Pod on the Twitter and Instagram give us a follow and we'd very much appreciate if you head over to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Sapnin, to help us with this podcast each and every week and get some incredible goodies back for it. Yes, patreon.com forward slash Sapnin at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D on Instagram and Twitter. That's at Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Morg, let's get into this one. It's really good. And I've just realized how many things that we talk about that I should have censored myself. Ooh. 
Satnin! Satnin! Are we going to get cancelled? That's it. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sapnin! 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 I can't shout too loud, I don't want to scare the puppy. <laughs> yes! <laughs> this week's guest is host, uh, presenter, uh, and as of late, podcaster. Mm. Yes, this week's guest is the fantastic Sophie Kay. How are you, Sophie? Hey, oh, I'm, I'm good, thank you. How are you guys doing? Yeah, We're all right. You're staying alive, keeping busy, I guess. This life stuff is taking forever. <laughs> it's literally every day. Every day you've got to every do it, day. apparently. Yeah, yeah. I wish somebody had told me at the start. Mm. <laughs> I, think that's the, I think that's the first time we've had a guest um, be worried about their pet before shouting sapnin. So that's a, that's a first yeah. time ever. That's a first, nice. <laughs> it's very rock and roll of me, what can I oh, say? Obviously, obviously. But no, how have you um, been doing this kind of last year in the lockdown world i mean a lot of people have been losing their minds but it seems you've been yeah. losing yours more in work than ever before yeah it's been do you know what it's been busy and then also really difficult at the same time um because obviously you have that external view of what's going on i'd say for me it was really difficult going into lockdown because i'm one of those people who likes to stay busy so the idea of just sitting in all day, every day, I started to go a little bit insane, especially as I live in London, where you're known for not having the biggest houses. Um, so, hence getting a dog. Hey, that I did, I'm such a cliche. I'm such a cliche. Um, I know what I'll do. I'll make my house smaller. Yes, I will indeed. Get a dog, kind of, because he's a chihuahua, so everyone calls him a rat. But, um, yeah, and then, but work-wise, it's been really busy. And I think it's been 
twofold. I think um, partly because radio has definitely picked up mm. because pe- more people are listening to stuff now, like podcasts and radio. I'm sure you guys have seen a massive spike. So that's been across the board. But then the other thing is Black Lives Matter happened. And so everybody in rock and metal went, shit, we haven't got any black presenters. Who do we know? Sophie K. She's still knocking around. Right, we'll get her in. So, yeah, it's been really busy, which has been great. <laughs> nice. That's good. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, but I, I, I really wanted to talk about, um, for our listeners who just, just don't know, and um, a lot of people who listen to this just don't know anything at all anyway. So I'm <laughs> wow. just wondering uh, if you Fair could... Ah, come on, come on, Morg. Morg, we've met some of them, Morg. We've met some of them. Come on, let's be honest, Morg. God, that's come our on. audience alienated there. Thank you. Nah, they, oh, they know. Oh, our audience picks on me more than I pick on anybody. So all right, that's true. All right, that's, anyway. That's just one. They can have one back. They okay, can have one okay, back. Okay, okay. Yes. Yeah, so if you could just talk to us about... Yeah, how you got started with TV, radio, presenting and stuff. And um, yeah, it's the full story, if possible. How did it begin? Well, I really, I started like really young. So um, when I was about uh, eight years old, my parents moved to Uganda from London. So I lived out there and being a precocious little shithead I was, I was like, I want to be a presenter. And so I managed to start my own show out there at like the age of 10 got nominated wow. for a UNICEF award like was like a celebrity out there because I started the first ever kids TV show wow um, yeah so that was like I know people don't think that I'd do something like that but um, <laughs> and then came back to the UK at like 15 went to uni did all that kind of palaver and then yeah just wanted to continue presenting so did a whole range went through the typical trauma that gets you into metal and then and then ended up like listening to heavy music going everything sucks in the world <laughs> i want to die everybody sucks and um decided i wanted to get into metal which was simultaneously the best and worst decisions i think i'd ever made um and it's one of those things that you just you don't get into it for the money let's just say but um, yeah. oh yeah you, do, <laughs> you yeah. definitely get it into it for the love um and so most people have probably seen me now across, I work on Radio 1, Scars, I worked at Team Rock, Absolute Radio, Kerrang! Radio, Do Their Breakfast Show. But my actual first break in rock and metal was at Total Rock Radio, where I interviewed you, Sean. Yeah! <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but I yeah. did an interview with you. Because I remember, I, I remember back in the day, you did say that... Oh. Uh-oh. You just want to make, you wanted to write really good music oh, that sorry. everybody liked oh, so that you could just make lots of money. I remember you saying that and I remember thinking, uh, oh my God, that's the most honest, brilliant answer anyone's <laughs> ever given me. And it turns out that we didn't write good good enough music <laughs> to become rich. So yeah, oh, nice no. one, Sean. It turns out, <laughs> turns out as, truthful, as truthful as that answer was, right, turned out to be a big lie because I couldn't write the music that I knew people would want. So yeah, um, but yeah, that's, well, yeah, why not? Why not try and make a career out of it? Um, I was wrong because, uh, yeah, 13 years, 13 years after the band started, we knocked it on the head and yeah. But the memories, the stories yeah. are always like, nobody has stories like that going, oh, I started working in a bank at 18 and <laughs> yeah. still work in a bank. Yeah. And mm. I'm going to die in the bank. 
Yeah, nobody's like, uh, oh yeah, so I started um, working at the garage and then I did Pharrell's tyres and then I was in a band. <laughs> like, it's, never, it's never gone like that, isn't it? But yeah, you are right, you, you are right. I've got some fantastic memories and I've been lucky enough to do some daft shit, I suppose. Um, mm. And here we but are yeah, today. Yeah, well, no, wait. I need to. I need to know more about this Uganda experience. <laughs> so, is there footage? Like, is there, is there any Ugandan children's TV by Sophie K online? No, thank. Ah, fuck. she's got rid of it. She's got she's rid of it. it to the ground. <laughs> she's got people thank searching. God. But yeah, that's that's mad. Did you did you come back from Uganda then? Like when you move back and then like, hey. I'm a big deal in Uganda. Like I was walking down the streets of Huddersfield, like <laughs> I was wearing Sex Panther. I was like, "Do you know who I fucking am?" <laughs> I'm, I'm such a big deal in Uganda. Yeah, but yeah, that's. I want to know. Wait, a minute, let me find out. I want to find out how big Uganda is. Uganda's bigger than Wales, I'd imagine. Yeah, it's the it's the place where you've got the source of the Nile. Um, oh well, yeah, it's going to be yeah. Lake We've Victoria. Yeah, um, not, it's not I'm a massive country. I just realised I started comparing Wales to Uganda <laughs> for no reason. Just like, oh, well, oh, well, yeah, we got the Taff, they've got the Nile. <laughs> Do you know what? Last time I was in Uganda, that's what someone said. They went, yeah, well, Wales. That's, that's smaller than know? Uganda, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. They were there going, oh, I tell you what, I long to be in Merthyr Tidville. That's what the people yeah, in that's... Uganda say. <laughs> All the time. Wow. All the time. Uganda, twinned with Wales. Oh, <laughs> no, but I mean, I mean, from that early age, just traveling back and forth and, you know, having a lot of experience with different cultures, I'm sure that set you up to look at things a lot differently. And that must have been just an experience in its own. Yeah, it, it does completely change the way you think. Um, I think as well, like the kind of, it really solidified my love for animals because the wildlife out there is phenomenal so from a young age i was hanging out with like at the local zoo they had um you can't go to it anymore because they shut it down and now it's on a private island but you could go hang out with orphan chimps so my weekend would be going hanging out with orphan chimps and like you'd stand there with them and like if one had a cold you'd have to blow their noses and so they'd blow their noses and then they'd try and blow yours and it was it's just magical And so I used to like collect, I used to get bullied a lot because um, I used to collect chameleons um, and keep them on a, on a bush outside because the local kids thought that they were poisonous and so I used to kill them. So I used to pay all my pocket money to collect chameleons. Um, and that meant people started bringing me all these orphan animals. So I once had a fruit bat, which, um, <laughs> yeah, I used to take to school with me and feed in my lunch breaks. And then I went to my dad once and I said someone someone's got a leopard please can I bring it home and he was like that do you know what that's where I draw the line you're gonna get (laughs) us killed in our sleep (laughs) yeah maybe yeah (laughs) dad someone's got someone's got a rhino we need a rhino (laughs) please it's really important uh, I've seen an alligator down by the river can we have it no yeah that's so moving back to somewhere like Huddersfield is like (laughs) It couldn't have been more opposite, and it was a really weird experience. Mm. There's not, yeah, not a chameleon in sight in Huddersfield. Well, it shouldn't be a chameleon sight anyway, really, because they're really good at camouflage. But oh, there's, yeah. there's more, there's <laughs> definitely more chameleons <laughs> in Uganda. Yeah, that's mad. Like, I don't even. How many chameleons did you have at once? What was the most? I think I had about twenty. Wow. What? 
That's that's yeah. pretty how impressive. Big, how, big, <laughs> how big are these chameleons? What are we, like how big are we talking? I mean, they're From only the- like ten centimeters, maybe. Oh, okay, cool. And so you could like put them on your shoulder, and no, they're not like monitor lizards or anything. But um, yeah, so it was a really weird, weird existence and weird life, like doing all of that. But it kind of it set me up in a way, I guess, to just be able to handle different stuff which has made me be able to be really strong within mm. metal and rock and because it's a hard industry for anyone yeah. yeah um but when you've been able to like move internationally as a kid when you've been able to handle like different cultures and different schools and all that kind of stuff you're like metal pff, all right whatever <laughs> yeah well yeah i gotta say that's hell of a background story i'm very very impressed i don't think we've had one as good as that but you said that like the first time getting into metal and realizing that you know this is what you wanted to do you wanted to have a career in music i mean what side of it pushed you towards journalism and presenting and that side of the thing was there ever a moment you thought you wanted to be a musician or in a band or was there something that really drawed you towards that side of things so I've wanted to be a presenter since I was like five. It's like always been my dream. Um, and I've never been diagnosed with it, but I'm convinced I've got ADD. Like my focus is zero, but yeah, right. And then as soon as you put me in a situation where I'm presenting or something like that, like my focus is like laser precision. And so it was just something I always wanted to do. And then as I started to get more and more into rock and metal, I'll be honest, it just pissed me off that I saw so many shit presenters at the time <laughs> right, succeeding. Okay. Um, yeah. And I just thought, what the hell are these people doing? Uh, it was I remember watching some TV show because there used to be more music channels back mm. in back in my day. Um, <laughs> there were there were more music channels, and I remember watching a, an interview with Enter Shikari and this journalist who because it was a time where you had that fight between metal and indie and even though I was like really metal so technically I shouldn't have liked Enter Shikari but you get really defensive because they're one of ours still yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I remember this presenter called them Enter Shiitake thinking he was oh. being funny and it pissed me off yeah. so much that it drove me in my career to try and get a job because I was like if this dickhead can be doing it hmm. then Ooh, I'm going to do Ooh, it Ooh, <laughs> I have it? no idea I have no uh. idea but it was... we find that out we need to thank them for your career we need like, yeah. oh thank you for pissing me off so much you made me fucking do this watch it be someone famous and then it's me going yeah. that dickhead yeah. <laughs> yeah we better have a look after this we better look into this just in case it's uh, just yeah. in case it's somebody big yeah but I mean I mean from a like journalist point of view as well I'm sure that you know just shit questions like that and like little jokes really are quite annoying but I wanted to ask really about your kind of interview technique and the way you look at things or maybe prepare them beforehand because we've talked you, you've mentioned already that you know you've have a lot of different roles and working for TV and radio and podcasting is, is all very different I don't think the regular listener or just fan of music will realize how those things can really change from time to time, especially if you've got like a 30 minute sit down conversation with someone or a quick five minute segment for a quick radio thing. I mean, how do you differ from the different circumstances you're in and, and how do you really prepare for everything depending on who you're speaking to? So this is going to sound like the wankiest reply ever. Okay. Um, but what I'll do, so I've... It's really weird because in society there's like this obsession with fresh presenters. Who's the newest? Who's like just crawled out of their mother's vagina and we're going to put them in front of the camera? And 
what I find nuts is to do a good interview takes experience. You have to fuck up. You have to say stupid things. You have to do all of those things until you kind of hone your skills. And everybody at 19 thinks they've honed their skills and you think you're there, but you're really, really not. There's so much more to learn. And so for me now, the point I'm at is now I don't even prep interviews. So what I'll do, well, I do, but not in the normal sense. So for example, with the interview with Sam Carter um, from Architects, I, and that was for Scuzz TV, I just watched random videos. I watched how he dealt with it when he got bored in an interview because it was a shit interviewer. I watched how he deals with it when someone else is talking too much. I watched like what made him laugh and what he responds to. And then I'll create like an energy for people. And so then I'll adapt my because my whole thing has always been that I find a lot of presenters do it because they want to be famous yeah but actually I just like propping up other people I like to hear what they've got to say so now when I go in I try and I be the chameleon for a for <laughs> rather um and so I change according to what the interviewee's needs are so for example with Sam Carter I just watched so many interviews where people were so cold asking him about the death, you know, and people were so cold. And I just thought, and I saw it happen to Judas Priest as well, like people just go straight in. So I thought, right, what if I take a different angle and ask him from the sympathetic point of view of how that feels? Because that's then I'm going to get something totally different. And I'm talking to him as a human. Whereas, say, Joel from Amity Affliction, when he's at his lowest, I was one of the only people he talked to because... He knew that, like, over the first time, he pretty much sat with his back to me because he felt he just wasn't in the space and they hadn't made it in the UK yet. They'd just come over for the first time, I think. And he didn't want to do interviews. I just talked to him in ways that I'd say things like, Joel, you're sat here. You're not in the best space. And, and that's something you're open about. And I can, I can see that you're struggling. How does it feel to have me as a stranger know all about your personal life when I'm sat next to you? That must be oh, wow. so intrusive. And so that way, he's actually like oh okay she's talking to me as a human she's not coming in going so tell me about that time you tried to kill yourself do you know what i mean yeah and reading questions off a list so yeah so in answer to your question the only way i prep is to prep someone's personality rather than the actual questions Hmm. yeah Yeah. weirdly now the way you've said that and the way you've (laughs) you've iterated that that's pretty much what i do but i never thought of it like that i guess like i never like like you know you saw this is what's, you know, this is an angle and uh, this is what's best to do. I've just, it's from my time in the band, I guess. It's like I've added, yeah. you know, I've added the other way round as well. So my whole thing is trying, like the bit we do before we start the interviews where we just have the kind of brief chat and we we explain, you know, what the vibe is and, and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, I really think putting people at ease and trying to get to their funny bone really helps as well. And, um, yeah, yeah. It's super interesting. Yeah. Because um, they're humans. Like, people you know, like, you know what it's like to go on tour and be asked questions at, like, <laughs> the arse end of Shitsville, and you're talking to some, like, random blog, and somebody's just, like, following their questions, and it's it feels shit to not be treated like a human. And so, yeah, as soon as you talk to someone like a human, they tend to open up to you a lot more. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a, that's a beautiful way of looking at stuff as well. But, like, you know, I'm sure in your time you've had to deal with a few people who maybe are not in the best mindset or are having a grumpy day because as we know musicians are 
well, normally staying up late and partying and whatnot. So if they've got to get up early for a radio interview, it's not, it's not the not the best vibe they're in. But like, how do you deal with the, them in those situations? Is it kind of just, uh, again, looking at personalities beforehand? Or do you have any little tricks that go, okay, well, they're not having the best day. Let's try this. Do you have anything like little secrets in the bag that you pull out from time to time? Wear a low cut top. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that's exactly what I do. That's exactly what you- oh my god! Um, do you know what? That actually, there's a bit of truth in that because there is a thing like <laughs> basically, I'm quite a. Um, there's a point in your career, I guess. I don't know in your life. I'm quite a motherly person, I guess. I'm that person that comes around. They go, "Would you like a cup of tea? Do you want something?" To-? Yeah, and. It's amazing when bands have been on tour, they're tired, they've had enough, and you come in and you go, how's it going? I've got some chocolates down here if you're hungry, if you haven't eaten yet. And do you know what? You offer them a granola bar, you offer them a cup of tea, and when you're talking to them, just put your hand on their arm and go, how's your day going? And I swear to God, they just like, right, okay, we're in good hands now. We can trust We can trust this one. It makes all the difference. So it's not like flirting, but I do mother them a bit. <laughs> yeah, when Roman bands are like, I needed that. I was missing my mother today and I needed yeah. that. That's exactly like, so many people are like, if you had gone, if you had ultimately gone, do you want me to do your washing for you guys? <laughs> gone, she's the fucking greatest. That's what exactly what I, I have washed my clothes for three weeks. Unbelievable. Do you know, the time I realised I'd maybe gone a bit too far, but it doesn't work a lot of the time, is when I had a day to remember in the studio and I said, does anyone need a toilet break before we start? <laughs> <laughs> I thought, right, I've gone too far now. I've gone yeah. way too far. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, yeah, my old band, um, we were on, I won't mention the band, but they, um, they had a tour manager and she was female as well. And she um, she literally made a point just before they went on stage. She'd go, right, boys, before you go on now, does anybody need a wee? And yeah. always went on be like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, yeah. It's like, bro, boys, you're all mid twenties. You're in a band that's, but they were selling out thousand capacity venues at the time themselves. And you need to be told, do you need to, do you want to have a try now before yeah. you go on stage? <laughs> it's mad like you rock 10 minutes later they're on stage rock stars in front of people yeah. 11 minutes ago you had a girl going should you do you need a poop oh I, I think I do I hadn't thought about it and I do I do need a poop you are right go on anyway I'll go on now and play my songs to thousands of people who, who adore me it's mad isn't it but that's it this is what this is what we've learned and this is like like the main thread of our podcast is most of these, well, everybody in bands are just normal people. We've all yeah. done the same stupid shit. We've all bumped our head getting into and out of a taxi. Um, the majority of the boys will have caught their winkies in his zips. Like, we're just <laughs> humans, like, who do stupid shit. And that's what this, yeah, this is, this is what we're trying to show people as well with this podcast is, like, when we have people on... Like, we've had rock stars on and we've had them talking about, like, moments where they felt like a child. Like Simon Neal, for example, we had Simon Neal on and we were talking to him and we were like, what's a mad situation when you've been like, what the fuck is going on? And he was like, oh, we were playing the MTV Awards in Italy and we were playing a Black Sabbath cover and Ozzy was sat in front of me and I was like, yeah, that's crazy. And he went, and I looked to my left and (laughs) Slash is playing the guitar solo. (laughs) And we were like, what? And it's just, in those moments, you hear these rock stars becoming children again yeah who were just like obsessed with music so i guess with that theme have you what was your first moment where you're like oh my god i'm super close to dot 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 
Oh, heck. I think it was probably the first thing that comes to my mind. There's, there's, there's a few because I, I am a fan above everything, anything else. Um, I'm not one of those people who walks around with a massive ego thinking I'm one of the rock stars. I'm just a fan. Um, but I would say the first time I got to interview Corey Taylor, I lost my mind a little bit. And it was just after um, Paul Gray had died. Okay. And yeah. everyone was going in going so what's the future of Slipknot what's the future of Slipknot and I, I, th- I did this stupid interview I, d- I thought it was funny at the time I guess it did work and it was kind of funny at the time but um, I said to him so what's the future of your hair and I saw him like physically drop he was like what's the future oh, fucking hell here we go again and I went of your hair because you keep dying it you keep doing this you keep doing that and he had a laugh and then we started talking about Marvel and then I remember I said to him well should we try you with a, a fake moustache because I brought like these fake moustaches and, uh, and I got him to pick one and my hand just started shaking all of a sudden because my brain just went you were about to stick a fake moustache on Corey fucking Taylor <laughs> and it hit me and I went oh fuck and I was trying to get this moustache off and my hand was going and I, I couldn't peel it off so I was like trying to talk and fill in the time while I could peel off this moustache um, but that was one of those moments where I was like what the fuck is my life this yeah. is my job mm. yeah. yeah it's crazy isn't it it's yeah. mad just yeah, looking back at all these things that we've all done and just rooms where we've been in people that we where we've idolised them and it's just bonkers. Have you um have you had any nightmare interviews? You don't have to name them, but if you name if you name yours, I'll name ours. <laughs> I haven't named. I don't think I've named ours out loud on you yet. No, you haven't. You ha- we haven't done that. This That's, is a good trade. Okay. How, are you going to come out and say like, oh, it was this tiny band from Wales or is it going to be someone I, substantial? Are you bring it? I'm about well. to ruin my own career probably. So Ooh. yeah, up to you. Up to you so. Do you know what? I'm not ashamed to say this. And, um, okay. and I think they'd find it quite funny, even okay. though I don't know them. I imagine if it's the same people. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it is. I really oh, hope it is because it would be perfect. But let's let's have a go. Let's have a go. <laughs> okay, so my only nightmare <laughs> interview and a proper nightmare would have to be Mastodon. Oh, and I was gutted because because I was like I really like Mastodon, but they. So the thing is, is they're just daft and they like to mess with people, and I think they especially mess with people who they think might be like super ditzy and happy and so I was in this situation I thought right I can either go northern on you because I'm quicker than you I know I'm quicker than you you're American like and I'm from Huddersfield so I can I can go back but I thought do you know what I'm just going to play an airhead and let you do this um so they absolutely took the piss and so I was just I was I was saying things like I said to them beforehand look I've been given these questions by SCUS um they're basic questions I know you're sick of answering these but we'll just get through them um, and we're asking everyone the same thing so it's going to look really nice when it's all edited together and they were like cool yeah sure camera starts rolling and I'm like so tell us what you've got coming up for us and your set today and they they went a song another yeah. song and then start putting their like face right up in my face and then another song now I was hung over a shit <laughs> so I was already like sketched out I was like oh, I can't deal with this right now so I just giggled and let them get away with it and I was like cool Oh, you do enough. your thing. Um, right, your turn now. Yeah, well. No! Ha <laughs> 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 That's your fucking last one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I was was at um, Download 2019. Yes. Um, 
And what I think, I like a precursor <laughs> this with, um, I think they thought it was just an interview and they were expecting, you know, what's your favourite song to play? Like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, where'd you get your and, wacky ideas from? Yeah, where do you get all your wacky? Um, and uh, so we had... 45 minutes we were given 45 minutes i don't know i think they just thought it was a normal interview so they came in it was early as well it was muddy but um we sat down with real big fish right oh who you'd think would naturally (laughs) be super fun they're a ska band right as much as i disagree with ska (laughs) you'd think they'd be fun nah anyway (laughs) so we open we open something's happening so uh, oh god all right cool we're here today with three of real big fish um stars of one of my favorite films of all time uh basketball guys can you tell us about the time yeah you were in basketball and the singer was like oh yeah we we released a singer just uh we released a single just before the film came out and then the song in the film did better than a single and i was like mm. oh you had two singles do really well at the same time and then um literally after 10 minutes i went all right thank you very much that was real big fish <laughs> yeah and we just we just kind of looked uh, at each other and went yeah let's just let's just put it in the, in the bag but the, the the best thing with that and if anyone listening wants to go and check this out and it's just being an inside joke for myself and sean is on that download festival special of the podcast the first thing you hear for the first 20 seconds is us testing the mics of the singer. Um, and we have a clip of him joking, saying, I don't want to talk about Real Big Fish, uh, our new album, shows, or download festival. So we kept, we use that, and we don't mention them for the rest of the episode. <laughs> so it's yeah, a little bit of an inside joke did, for us. Yeah. So we didn't even use the 10 minutes we had with them in the end, because we were just so... We didn't, well, we didn't want to put it out and bum Real Big Fish fans out. Like, we didn't want them to listen back and go... They're normally so happy. How come these two Welsh pricks have made them sad? When most of our, you know, most of our chats with people are quite are quite happy. So um, or change from miserable to happy. But yeah, we just didn't. We just thought, oh, it's probably best not to use this. So hmm. it's in the it's in the can somewhere. We should release it on our Patreon or something. <laughs> The secret lost awkward interview. I, I just hope Sophie doesn't go from happy to miserable at the end of this uh, conversation. It, yeah, it could happen. Yeah. All right. <laughs> at, at any point, at any point, you could flip. That's the that's the thing. But um, from the f- flipping on from that side of questions, though, I mean, that was like, a weird segue. I'm just kidding. Yeah, like, I tried. Yeah. It, I tried. It. I tried. Yeah. It was very, very clanky, wasn't it? Jesus Christ. Any, anyway. <laughs> Over your over your years in in the industry, you've made a lot of great relationships and friends with people that maybe you wouldn't have expected in that time. I know if, um, Nova Twins now were someone that you have a great rapport with, and especially our good friend Jason Butler from Fever Free 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 and um, Let Live and everything. Is it just weird to, when you have a chance to think back of that that you have made some great friends in the industry now in your time doing this? I completely melt down. I'm not good with it. Like it's fine with Nova Twins because when I first played them, no one really knew who they were because mm. this was like in 2015. They just brought out Baseline Bitch. But with Jason Elon Butler, like he texted me the other day saying, "Oh, this is the music I'm, I've been. What do you think of this?" 
And I was just like, oh my God, what do I think of this? I don't know. Making it a fragrance so I can wear it all day long. I don't know. Um, so it's really hard not to turn into fangirl. Um, but on the same hand, like if you're face to face with someone, you're just a normal person. It's, I find it weirder in over text and messages over social media apps. I don't know why, but like at a festival, I could hang out and be fine. But to be honest, I don't, this is probably why, um, this is probably stood against me, but I'm, I don't tend to make friends with people in the industry. Okay. Because it, with Jason, it was different because I've known Jason for so long over his career. Um, and it was lovely, like when he got to meet his wife and had his kid. And so I've known him for so long. Whereas a lot of the time in bands, it can be taken wrong as a woman in rock when you make friends with people and you pass that like that boundary of texting or messaging. Okay. So there's only a handful. So I'd probably say like I prevail. Um, obviously with female artists, it's different, but it's predominantly male in our industry. So I tend mm. to keep it super, super professional and not make friends with people, which sucks because it holds you back a little bit in your career, mm. but it's what it is. Yeah. Jason's yeah. Um, just such a sweetheart. I remember we did the, the blackout filled in for some 41. Oh, why? 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 They're, they're absolutely completely different fucking bands. <laughs> and um, yeah, on the Kerrang tour and Let Live were playing. And I met Jason Day. Let Live were a big, a big part of the blackout going on that, accepting to fill in for some 41 was just so I could get to watch Let Live every day. And after the first day, me and him hung out and... We left the venues and then 10 minutes later I received an email off him man, saying, hey, I know I haven't known you very long, but I think I love you. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we literally just became best friends. And then we just started talking about how much we both love Glassjaw. And then, uh, yeah, we, that was it. That was it. That's he's saying. He's now a unique um, person. Yeah. There's, like, there's not many people like Jason out there in the world of music. Um, and he's just one of the very few very good eggs. Yeah. He's a fantastic egg, he is. He's yeah. my favourite egg. He's <laughs> <laughs> my favourite rock-based egg, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems it seems like he takes a lot of time out of his day to just checking with people as well, and especially maybe you know being in a position now where he doesn't need to be as friendly and face-to-face as people as, as maybe starting off. But yeah, it's, it's lovely to see, especially with the two of you, with how that connection has, um, has gone so far. Yeah, he cares about the industry. He cares about representation. And like, I'd been championing Let Live so hard when I was at at Team Rock. And it never occurred to me that he may have picked up on that and noticed that. So it was... In fact, I say I'm not friends with bands, but I'm going to start name dropping left, right and centre. So (laughs) I sound like a right tit. Um, But yeah, it's, I think, one of the nicest things and one of the best ways to make friends with artists for me has been because I did do a new band show so bands like North Lane I was talking about before anyone else bands like Thy Art Is Murder they knew that I was tweeting every day so they're like Sophie yay so it's you create that amazing kind of rapport and bond with these artists which is lovely and then they do have ended up supporting me a lot as well like Jason has and North Lane flew me out to Australia to do a podcast with them which was amazing um We've done it. Wait, we've done a podcast with Northly. <laughs> Nobody mentioned any money changing hands. I don't know. They, so they just flew me out to Australia. Oh, do, oh. they obviously Did like her, they obviously like her That's... more than they like us, Sean. I think we've we've just figured that out. So. 
Yeah. I think it, I prefer real big fish to no fun now. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That clip's going to be used out of context. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no. Out of context sapping. Oh, that would be the worst. Imagine if somebody made an out of context sapping account. Yeah. There is so much. Oh, my God. We'd be cancelled with the first tweet. Whatever it would oh. be. Oh, no. Do you know what? It. Here's the thing, though. I didn't realise how hardcore the Scar fans go. I didn't realise oh, it was I, such a thing. Like, oh, I tweeted I. once... Imagine going on a date with somebody and then finding out that they listen to Scar. Yep. And and people went nuts. I would and rather I talking- find out they listen to Scooter than Scar. <laughs> yeah. I would rather listen to Rave than uh, Scar. But yeah, sorry, sorry. I, I got angry. <laughs> the worst like, rave makes like, you go, <laughs> No, oh, I prefer it over fucking, hey, we're pretending to be happy every fucking day. No, you're not. I can't handle it. I can't handle no. it. Um, but yeah, that's that's my joke was about that real big fish interview. It was almost as if the singer had woken up and realised he had trumpets in his band. That's how bad he was. He was like, oh, for fuck, oh, oh, not trumpets again today. God, alive. But anyway, that's definitely alienated all of our Scar fans. And um, we're going to have to do a special episode, I think. Scarpening. We'll have to do a Scarpening episode where we bring on Scar. It's just going to be me doing this. Yeah, go where on. Where is this? Morgan's face was I brilliant just, then. I you just, were like, <laughs> no, that's not happening. I, just, I just don't know what's going on. I, this is this has gone crazy. But like, It's Sorry. not happening. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not happening. Um, but no, like, <laughs> no, going, going, happening. going back to what you said about, you know, and especially having that new music show um, yeah. in the past and stuff yeah it, it, it must be great to see how far some of those bands have come as well and just stay in touch really and just may appreciate you giving them a chance early on when not a lot of people were yeah it's really it's really cool especially bands like say Paris Neck Deep artists like that and like seeing them absolutely killing it now is so good um, and I'm just I guess I'm just really passionate about new music because I think a lot of people in my position it takes you I've always said like in any other industry you can make it ahead really early on whereas in rock it takes so long to get anywhere within rock that by the time you probably get to where you're at you get jaded and stop liking current music and I think that's a massive issue within rock I think Mm. um, all of the people all of my peers are all stuck in their ways and actually not connected like Rock was. Um, um, this is gonna. This okay. I'm gonna get cancelled, <laughs> but I've said it before and I'll say it again. Okay, go for it. Rock as a genre. Yes, there is rock for people in their late twenties, their thirties, forties, fifties. There is rock for those people, hmm. but rock as a genre is made for people who are rebellious and in their early twenties. Hmm. And it's supposed to be that young rebellion against everything the world stands for, everything your parents stand for. So when. When people like higher up are saying, oh, well, you can't have that because that's not rock. That's not, oh, it hasn't got enough this. It hasn't got enough that. And it's like, well, it's not up to you, is it? It's up to the new generation. And I know that because I remember everyone saying new metal wasn't rock. (laughs) Um, And it's like, you all didn't like that because it had rapping in it. So now you can't like, you can't do the same thing to kids today. Um, So I I think I went off topic there a little bit. It is something I get passionate about, as you can probably tell. But um, yeah, championing new music is super important to me and representing young audiences as well, because I think our rock media, especially in the UK, um, can sometimes be a little bit old. Hmm. Yeah, but not to put you on the spot, 
But speaking of new music, is there any bands or artists in particular that come to mind now that you think don't get enough appreciation and you would advise our listeners to maybe go and have a listen to? God, there's loads. <laughs> it's, it's really, really hard because like you've got Meet Meet the Altar doing their new sound and absolutely killing it at the moment. And then you've got people like 100 Gex. You've got um, Jerris Johnson, who's kicked off over on, on TikTok doing what he's doing, which again is a totally different sound. Um, is that the got- lad who's on the uh, Papa Roach remix? Yes, mm. on Papa Roach Reloaded. And a lot of people absolutely hate it but yeah. if you they listen they're scared to of, they're scared of change that's what it is they can't <laughs> that's what it is it's literally it's literally the last five years what i found is anybody over the age of 35 seems to be really really terrified of change and that's just leaked down now to the point where like last resort the original still exists if you only like that version just listen to that version <laughs> just listen to that if, if you don't like the new version don't listen to it that's all we've got to do. We're just, oh, is this the new version? Off. Here you go. Just, or oh, skip. That's literally it. I'm, I'm sick of it. I saw people complaining about it last week and I was like, I actually quite like, I quite like the melody. Um, but if I need the old last resort, it's still there. So why are people, people whinging? Like it's, it drives me mad. But, but do you yeah, think that's sorry. because you've always had an appreciation for pop music? Like even in, when I interviewed you like years ago, I remember you saying that you appreciated the structure, the song structure of pop music and how it can be catchy. And I think, is it people just snub rock uh, yeah. pop music? I think, um, uh, no, because I did get jaded. See, like you said, I got like the older generation, like when the blackout finished in 2015, when the blackout finished for about two or three years, I'd gone off music. I was just like, right, well, nobody to me is as good live as the blackout were. Or as entertaining live as the black. Oh, we're not good because that makes it like I could sing, but that wasn't true. I could just, I know I could make a gig fun, right? So I literally went off music for about two years. It was only reconnecting with Morgan and back again. This all ties in together. Like I met Morgan via like Radio Cardiff when he was mm-hmm. working there. And, you know, as like a local radio station you'd pop into. And we, like, your story is exactly how my Morgan story is. Like, I met him through Radio Cardiff. I always remember him liking us and championing us and being at our gigs or whatever. So I think, yeah, and then, like, we got to do, like, the final, the blackout interview together. And then, yeah, we ended up doing this. So, but yeah, for, yeah, I was jaded for quite some time, but it was only until I kind of got into this again when I started looking into this, and then I went to see Holding Absence playing Cardiff. Oh, wow, um, yeah. And I was like, oh, South Wales Rock isn't dead. <laughs> I thought literally all the bands had gone, and I went to see Holding Absence, and seeing the crowd interact with the band was it just reminded me of like the early days of like Kids in Glass Houses as funeral for a friend and all of those bands and i was like oh this is still there this is still alive and it gave me a kick up the ass really to get back into it and then i saw them and i was like i wanted i just want to do a gig so i started another band again and yeah now i'm now i'm loving new music but yeah for a while i was that jaded old man and Oh, these kids with tattoos on their faces. I don't know what they're up to. <laughs> Not enough guitars in this song. Yeah. It's that I've I've been through I've been through it um quite early on, probably during the time that we met, 
because I went through this oh, phase. <laughs> it was us. Yeah. Remember, we met and I went off music for a year. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Soph. Yeah. Mine wasn't as like yours, though. Mine was more like. Do you remember there was this snobbery that happened back in the day where you couldn't be into multiple types of music at once? And so, like, I used to listen to Fall Out Boy, but I never would have admitted that publicly or Panic at the Disco or bands like that because I was into Nile. I listened to Nile. I listened <laughs> to Meshuggah. Yeah. And everything's heavy and got to be angry. And so I couldn't admit that I liked other music. And so... I went through this whole phase where I kept trying to act cool and I'd be like, oh yeah, that band suck because they do And I look back and I'm just like, the fuck you were on about? Like I was just trying to be cool at the time. Um, and I think that was picking it up from people who were older than me and jaded. Yeah, well, that's what it is. There's always gatekeepers. There was always the yeah. elderly, always the elderly gatekeeper who'd be like, "You don't like Limp Bizkit if you can't name every single song of Three Dollar Bill or." And yeah, it's just it's just boring, oh isn't it? It's just it's, it's just so, so boring. Like I'm seeing it now, like um, there's a lady who works who's like head of Spotify Rock or whatever. And I'm just if you go on her Instagram, it's just loads of bands sucking up to her, and it's it it hurts my heart to be honest. It really really hurts my heart that that's what you have to kind of do to get considered for Spotify playlist. It's like like I like I said, I started my new band. But I can't bring myself to go on there and be like, oh, I love this picture of you, son. Will you check out my band? Because <laughs> that's what everybody else is doing it. And it's, yeah. oh, it's horrible. And it's just, I just hate these gatekeepers of stuff. That's the, the gatekeepers need to admit that they're gatekeepers. That's what needs to happen. This industry needs a slap. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the gatekeeping that happened with me throughout so much of my career has made me angry. So now, like, I won't put up with that shit. <laughs> I'm like, fuck yeah. you guys. Well, well, well. Talking about giving the industry a slap, I think that's the perfect segue to start talking about <laughs> your podcast on Wednesdays. We were black. Great name, by the way. Love the Mean Girls reference. My third favorite film. Sean hates everything. I, every time I say that. Um, What's your first and second favorite films? Back to the Future is number one, Back and number right. two yeah. is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, okay, See, cool. You were so, born in the wrong year. You were born 10 years too late. I think, Do you know what? Yeah, I think I was, to be honest. But anyway, um, yeah, talk to us about the work you, Alex and Yasmin, have been doing so far, because this being had a great reaction, and you guys are talking about a lot of different topics that people are just ignoring, really. Can I just, first of all, just take my hat off to you, Morgan, because I can see you, like having to bring Sean and I back which is like herding cats <laughs> so I just want to say very good work because I can Thank see you. that we're getting well giddy and going off off topic um yes so on Wednesdays we wear black is a podcast that I started with Alex and Yasmin and do you know what for in every career I've had and I've mentioned all the different places I've worked I've been told who I can and can't date I've been I once had a photo go up on the Team Rock Facebook and I was like, it was Sophie K is looking forward to meeting Avenged Sevenfold and I had a skirt on that had a, a slit above my knee. Oh. And the some of the big bosses at the time took it down. It's sexist. It's so... Sophie shouldn't be putting up things showing her legs and yet they'd, they'd have a car with a naked model on it in, mm. in some like leather bra and stuff. And 
everything I have done has been controlled. And I feel like as a woman in this industry, I've had to become, um, I've had to become like a robot and it sucks. So men love talking about their dicks. Men love it. Men love talking about shit. And it's just an accepted thing that people think, oh, it's funny. It's an accepted. So I thought, well, when you get a bunch of women, non-binary people, people who are female presenting people, when you get a bunch of people, it's not just men who have that type of humor. There's all types of conversations that happen. So I thought, fuck the old guard. I've made it where I've made it now. I don't give a shit what anyone thinks. People want to judge me. If people want to say anything, I am going to talk about crude stuff. I'm going to have a laugh. I'm going to challenge the things that no one dare talk about because everyone's so worried, pussyfooting around um, different management companies and different um, like PRs and whatnot. I don't, I'm not going to pussyfoot. I'm just going to, because you don't do that in other industries. When did rock become the most sterilized, yeah. most just confined genre out of all of the genres? Mm. We've got fucking WAP being released and there's like people grinding on the floor and talking about <laughs> wet pussies and all that kind of shit. And then in yeah. rock, we're like, oh no, definitely don't flash your upper thigh. Jesus Christ, yeah. fuck off. <laughs> so the whole point of the podcast was to create something which is a space for the people that you don't tend to see represented, you don't tend to hear from. Because like people always say to me, oh, Sophie, you're, it's very unusual to see a black woman in rock. It's actually not if you go to shows. And like when I was working at Total Rock, I would probably say a majority of the female, if not 50% of the female presenters were um, ethnically diverse. So where have all those presenters gone now? Why am I why am I the only female on most of the stations I work on? But anyway, that's a side topic. Um, so yeah, so We Wear Black is, we talk about everything from dating, sex, music, festivals, but then we're also going to do deep dives into more serious topics. We're going to find out more about, say, Marilyn Manson, because we can go there and talk about the things and the effect of sexual, and our experiences of the fear that is there for people like us in the industry a talking out about sexual assault and the type of things that happen in the industry that a lot of men just probably wouldn't see because it, it, it's very sly the way these things happen so it's just a completely broad range of topics we're talking about i don't know how it's the first podcast of its type but it is <laughs> um and so yeah so that's that's we wear black. Yeah, because that because I was gonna I was gonna mention that like you know the three of you must have just been fed up in in the lead to it, not seeing enough of those kind of things done beforehand. I mean, it's great that you've all created the first, but really in 2021, you would have thought there would have been something of this nature beforehand, and it seems to be great the the way you're all dealing with it because, as you said, you talk about a very different uh, variety of topics, but you do have a laugh at things like sex and dating apps and fashion and little things to have fun but you cover those very serious topics of racism and um not having enough gender equality of festivals and everything like that so yeah is it kind of a weird feeling where you're very proud that now you have this out there and you're raising these issues but a little bit of anger as well like well why are we the first ones like it's about time yeah, I'm fucking fuming. Do you know how long I've been grafting in this industry? Like fucking grafting. I've turned up to meetings with companies that we all know and 
I've I once remember one company I went in with a full pitch and I'd got all my mates in TV to help me write a proper pitch of a new TV show for for rock and how it would work how the, how much the production would cost and I was told well mm, this doesn't really look in our budget but we do have a position for a, a ring girl if you want to wear a bikini and walk around with a sign and I was like are you fucking kidding me I've just walked in with a full pitch I've been I, I was told when I went to one um, audition in the early days that a black woman would never be taken seriously by fans of rock. And I was told this by a panel of judges and that was part of what spurred on my career. So most of my career has been rooted in anger. The difference is I've had to hide it this whole time because I'm so, it's not like being in a band. In a band, you can be like, fuck the man and it's cool. I can't go into my corporate jobs <laughs> in big brands and go, yeah. fuck the man, because I'll get fired. It's yeah. that simple. Yeah. And they're, they're paying yeah. my bills. Like, fuck the man. Yeah. Sorry, man. Fuck, <laughs> fuck the man. Sorry, man. Sorry, all Am I still yeah. getting paid on the first, though, guys? Yeah. Um, so, but now, yeah, I'm angry, but I'm mm. trying to channel it in the right ways because it's still not changing. And it still won't change as long as the big brands, so many brands approach me for Black uh, for Black Lives Matter. So many brands have approached Nova Twins, so many brands have approached all these people. But the fact of the matter is they're just using us as tokens. They're going, oh, we, we did Black Lives Matter. We put up our black square. Mm. We, we did this. Oh, we, we got a black musician in. But what I'm trying to do now, not only with the podcast, but with where I'm at in my career... I want to ask all of these questions, these labels. Where are the women? Where are the, where's the ethnic diversity? Where is the diversity at the top? Because, and I might be going off topic again, but I'm going back to my favourite topic. I think this is what's killing rock. Rock will never die. Rock will always be there. But the blues will always be there. But I think we'll all agree that jazz and the blues, like that's an old people game now. Yeah. And I don't want rock to become an old person's game. But we're going to get there unless we make it more diverse because kids these kids these days they don't just want to hear like it's no longer rebellious to be an angry male that was rebellious back in the 80s and the 90s and the early noughties and that was like yeah we're rebelling and it was cool but then we've seen hip-hop and the rise of hip-hop and so now that's kind of the more rebellious side we're seeing women rebel so people want to see diversity and that and that's what i feel angry about i feel i feel angry that we're still having to have these fights i feel angry that we're still having to have these conversations i feel angry that festivals are always getting ripped apart for their diverse lineups but then it's not it's not when you actually dig behind the people who are ripping these festivals apart they normally have another agenda and also on top of that um, for example, Reading and Leeds got ripped apart. Why didn't people talk about the fact that Reading and Leeds had the most ethnically diverse lineup they'd ever have? So why don't we start mm. celebrating instead of constantly trying to say, oh, but you haven't got a black disabled person with a, a gay eyebrow. Do you know what I mean? Like we have to celebrate when there's, when there's, if there's, if there's a win, if there's more if there's more LGBTQ plus people than ever before, then let's do that. Let's let's celebrate them. Let's. It doesn't have to all be about. Um, I've gone off topic here, but it doesn't have to be all about 
one agenda. It's just about diversity and however that looks across the scene. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm angry at the moment for the industry to- using tokenism. So next time you see anybody, whether they're signing bands, whether they're doing their, their pages, ask who's at the top. That's my thing at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, and and I'm not asking this question because you to have like a magic answer or an explanation or anything, but like on the basic human day to day level, like what advice or mindset would you say that music fans or anyone in the industry, people working behind the scenes, should have to kind of fix these problems? Because it's an issue everyone's really being aware of for for many years now, but especially over the last twelve months or so. But like. How, how would you say is the best way to go about it to kind of educate everyone so everyone knows that these are the battles we're, we're go, that people are going through and that we should look at these things a little bit more? It's a hard one because I think the problem lies with the people who will never look at themselves and it's the people who actually make money in this industry and... Sean will tell you it's definitely not the bands <laughs> but it's it's um the people who actually make money in this industry are they're the big booking agents their promoters their managers their record labels they're the people who are making the money and they're the people and they're the positions where we need the diversity so I think all we can do as individuals is keep ourselves aware of our own actions and what we do day to day and how we receive others are we are we championing like i've i've gone out like i when the heavy network came to me the idea wasn't to do that idea it was to do something completely different with another presenter in rock okay but i didn't want to do that i wanted to raise voices who might not have been who i wanted to raise them up and to, to my level it's not a rope ladder I don't get to climb it and then pull it back up again so I have to create space for others and in the same way that Jason Jason doesn't have to lift me up or do anything or Nova Twins or create the label that he's created and I think so on our own level we have to look at what we're doing if we're DJ if you're a DJ at a student night obviously not at the moment but um What tracks are you playing? How diverse is your playlist? If you're on a radio station, how diverse is your playlist there? How many women are getting played an hour? How many black people? And it's okay to question. And it it doesn't matter where you work. We can question it. And even just looking for new artists that might not have the support otherwise. Because I've said it before and I'll say it again. There are bands who have been championed hard in this scene. Championed hard. And the audience didn't take to it. The labels kept pushing and pushing and pushing. So labels have the power to build a band. We all know that. Um, So we've got to, we can build them ourselves. We can listen to artists ourselves and champion them. Even if, even if they're like, just find some artists that are more diverse for your playlists. That's what I would say. Yeah. Well, nice. Well, thanks for that, Sophie. That was very well said. Very deep. Um, But going back to the podcast as well, I mean, I I was quite surprised to read this, but I'm right in saying that you, Alex and Yasmin, like didn't really know each other before you started. I mean, obviously you were kind of aware of of one another being in the scene and stuff for years, but like I I was surprised that you guys weren't friends and had uh, kind of built this up for a while. No, it just literally I had seen both of their work and I'd been watching them and I didn't expect that level of on-air chemistry. 
Mm. Yeah. Like it was just instant. And it was like we all just fell into our little positions of who we are. Um, normally I'm the shocking one. So when Alex came out with some of the things she was saying, I was like, all right then, here we go. <laughs> so geese is going to yeah. geese. Yeah, here we go. Um, and I just, I think like Yasmin's got this weird sense of humour. Like they just come out with these comments. They're like, oh my God, you're so cute and sweet and you've just come out with the most weird comment but also they're very very intelligent because they've got that journalistic brain I've kind of I've got years of broadcasting under my belt so I'm able to like bring everyone back in Alex has just got these unbelievable stories but they're all really talented at what they do so it's it's just amazing coming together to work together yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a fantastic chemistry you all have. I can't believe that you weren't friends before. Mm. That's nuts. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I swear it's rock, though. I think, like, like I don't know. I don't really know you two. I've met you, Sean, for, like, 10 minutes or whatever at Total Rock many, many years ago. But I feel like we could all go out for a, a beer and yeah. talk for ages. Because when you're into rock, you're kind of already... I have three topics. I can talk to you about animals, rock, or surfing. And that's it. So if you hit into the rock, I'm like, yeah, cool, we're mates. Nice. <laughs> I'm trying to think where a conversation with all three of those things come up. It's mainly Australia, I suppose. Well, par- Parkway yeah. Drive with a puppy. Well, I don't know, because they surf, I mean, they? you've just described the, the, the my dreams to me. <laughs> <laughs> I often dream of Parkway Drive with a puppy. Yeah, I have a Who dream doesn't? of getting married on a beach and all of a sudden... Out of the distance comes Winston on a wave <laughs> with a puppy, topless with a puppy. And he's just like, oh my God, there he is. But yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. That again. Uh, so podcast quotes out of context. There mm. you go. Yeah, yeah literally. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the thing is, because we, we've joked about it, some, somebody will make an out of context happening and it will ruin us because we have said some dubious Yay. sentences. Looking forward to that. Not really. <laughs> Um, and, and just Sophie just a couple more quick things before you go um, really enjoyed this you've yeah, um, provided you. some great insight into everything but like what advice would you give to anyone kind of looking to get into uh, journalism or presenting or TV work or, or anything like that especially now in 2021 is it just trying to put yourselves out there and just get as much knowledge as possible oh hell <laughs> my <laughs> advice is don't do it um that's that's also good as well <laughs> that's also good advice. um i don't know i think for people trying to get into it at the moment i would say that when you're this is like this is going to be like old person advice now but when you're young you're like i don't care about money i just want to do something i love and all of that and it's great doing something you love but always have a backup and other skills to fall back on because if you focus on this one thing you never know what the future holds so the most successful people i know also do things like producing or other things um so for example yasmin even is a journalist but also an influencer as well so they make money from both um for me personally um i studied videography so I work in that kind of realm and I've worked in advertising at times to get me through when there weren't jobs because finding jobs in this industry is really, really hard. So unless your parents are rich or connected, um, make sure you have a backup plan. Ah, 
Well, that's being shown fuck then. Um, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for that. Yeah, so. like, yeah. Oh, yeah this, yeah, this has ended up being my back. Like the blackout. I did the blackout for 13 years. And I was like, this is going to last forever. <laughs> and then 2015 came and all the boys were like, oh, Sean, we'd rather spend time with our family than you. And I was like, what? What? No, what? I haven't even thought about never doing this. What do you mean? You mad... B- uh, yeah, so you are spot on. I am living example. Guys, get a black, get a backup plan for fuck's sake. Um, yeah. Uh, and last question from me, Soph. Um, I've got to know, when you've done all this work and you know, you've know you done a lot of freelance stuff and you've come in for special features on wherever, have you had... Have you had all those stupid jokes about Special K? Yeah. One of the PRs even sends me my post. Um, says uh, with a Special K sticker on, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, it happens. But you know what? Not the worst thing I've been called. So, well, you know, you've got to take the wins when they come. <laughs> well, Sophie, one last question. <laughs> what is the word? No, um, no, let's not yeah, go down that road. Yeah, let's not. You're like, did you both just go, actually, I've just realised how dark YouTube is and we probably shouldn't ask that at all. <laughs> probably. But no, I'm just thinking, YouTube is the worst. Yeah, I was trying to think of things people have said to me and stuff, but it's mainly fakes. Like, I've got a fake eye. That was a good one. One of my eyes is a glass eye, apparently. Oh, wow, uh, okay. A, a fake hip. Apparently, I've got a fake hip. Have you ever heard any um, good rumours about yourself like Ooh. that? Um, no, I think my favourite... I don't know. I, I hear You hear all sorts of different stuff, don't you, about people... people there's always been rumours that I was sleeping with someone influential when I got a new job and I can categorically say God I would have got ahead way quicker if I had slept around I wish I had done that um, but so, no so yeah, yeah back to the earlier question what's your advice for upcoming journalists yes. <laughs> oh yeah there you go there you go yeah. um, young girls across the world uh, just make sure you sleep around no no, no, no. I've, no. I've, been, I've been trying to get myself cancelled for ages with We Wear Black. My humour, it tends to be quite dark and it's, mm. I'm going to get myself cancelled yeah. um, one day. Um, get us cancelled as well. <laughs> Clever girl. Clever girl. I'll take um, us both down. There is a whole thread on um, an interview I did with Slipknot. Um, people were quite mean in that thread. People have got really nasty over the internet lately and they never used to be this bad. Like I interviewed Slayer loads of times and never got, I just got people going, oh wow, a girl who knows loads about Slayer, that's cool. Um, but no, they've turned nasty. So there's a, there's so many comments all talking about my height and how I can't be as tall as, I'm like, because I'm up there with Jim Root. And so there's a whole conversation about whether I'm stood on a box or not. Oh. I mean, I'm not the same height as him, but I'm 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 not like at his belly button. So people are like, oh yeah, well it's you know, I'll tell you what it is is because like in the UK women are, are super tall. In case you didn't know, yeah, women are like really tall over there in the UK. Um, so she's obviously just really tall, um, because that's the thing apparently. Yeah. <laughs> what? Like, I love the idea that there's no possible way you could be five foot eleven. Like, in their minds, they're like, Gee, they make women that big? No, surely. I was like, you've never seen a girl over... What, like, what are you talking... Like, oh, it's just... It's the internet, isn't it? It's just internet and comments. And I love the fact they've obviously confused, like, the UK with Sweden or somewhere like that. 
<laughs> so wait till they, they come close. to Wales. They're gonna have a lovely time. Oh god, yeah. they'll be a shock. Yeah. This is in Sweden. Definitely be a shock. Let's say that. Let's say that. But I love Wales as well. Before before I get okay. cancelled as the English person saying I don't like Wales. I don't think um, you can get cancelled in Wales. I think it's impossible. So you're all I've, right. I think I've got a soft spot for Wales. It's lovely. I once went um, into what's the big place where you've got all the they have this nice ice cream and they have the muddy in Swansea. I don't know. What do you think? Because I'm well. Well, because I'm Welsh, I must know every <laughs> area of every town. Hang on. No, there's a famous Welsh uh, ice cream what? that you guaranteed no. Uh, that is Sadoli's. Sadoli's, I believe. Maybe. Anyway, I went into the. Yeah, it's not Sadoli's, but okay. I went into the. I'll, I'll I'll send it later. I'll remember. Joe's ice cream. Joe's ice cream. Um, Joe's ice cream. Yeah. Joe's ice cream. There's a Joe's. Yeah. Everybody Jones knows Joe's ice cream. Yeah, they're the top two. Yeah, carry on, sorry. Yeah, so I went in uh, Swansea and, and you have all the mud and I was told it's really good for your skin. Put it all over my face and it was just covered in maggots. It was full of worms and it was just crawling <laughs> all over my face. Welcome so, yeah, to Welsh humour. Oh, if you pick our mud up and then put it on your face, it's real good for your face, but is it bad? Well, I reckon. All right, then I'll fucking give it a go, innit? It's fucking maggots, but here you go. Welcome to Wales. There you go, that's Welcome how you go to Wales. Like, fucking tidy. Tidy, she got muds and maggots on her face, boys. Fucking wicked, that is tidy. <laughs> tidy. Uh, what love it. a love way it. to end, eh? What, yeah, um, nobody's expecting that. No, no, but thank you so much, <laughs> Sophie, for taking time to come on. Um, yes. I've really enjoyed this. This has been a great laugh and a wonderful insight into everything. So thank you so, so much. Thank you both. I'm going to take my puppy outside because I think he might poo on the floor. So, um, oh, good. Um, good luck yeah Probably yeah best. thank you so much for this and um yeah good luck everybody check out the podcast on wednesdays we wear black and um yeah hopefully we'll get to speak to you soon and go for a pint or do one of these in the flesh yes. dans les flesh as the french say um that will be all right so yeah oui, thank oui. you very much <laughs> yes <oui. laughs> nice thank you very awesome. much thank Thanks you so oh, all right take care catch you soon bye Yes. Yes. Awesome. Thank you very much to uh, Sophie K for the stories, for her honesty. Um, yeah, she was just an all-round joy to be around. Oh, that was nice. Wasn't yeah. It? <laughs> Surprised myself how nice it was. Eh? Um, yeah. Thanks to Sophie. She was she was fantastic. Yeah, and I really appreciate her taking the time out to just have a like relaxed conversation about everything as well, and just that kind of background information of where she grew up and everything and collecting chameleons and being such an advocate for wildlife as a kid was um it was insane as well i'm gonna put it out there i'm surprised no one's come to her for some kind of wildlife show um she oh. could be the next david attenborough really or steve irwin die i'm just whoa, whoa whoa yeah you know steve irwin you know prior to the <laughs> terrible accident i don't yeah i'm not wishing <laughs> Right, let's go back. Wait, yes, she'd be very good on an animal <laughs> show. I agree. Um, I'm sorry, no, I've said Steve Irwin. No, I meant Steve Irwin because he's a bubbly personality and that's what she is. And yeah, and he's an iconic figure. Not that he's yeah. going to, not that Sophie's going to get eaten by a crocodile or whatever happened to him. What you, you don't know what happened to Steve Irwin? You tell me he did not get eaten by a crocodile. No, I've got completely wrong. Then he got stabbed in the heart by a stingray. Oh, that's much more dramatic. 
<laughs> oh, it's an emo way to go. I'll give it that, mind. I'll give it that. It is. Um, um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's crazy, isn't it? But anyway, well, thank, yeah, let's move on. Thanks um, for telling yes. me about it. Hey, Discovery Channel, get in touch with Sophie K and get her on our bloody screens, for God's sake, man. Yes, I think it's something that would be very interesting. But yeah, and just hearing about all of her stories from Jason Butler to all the places she's worked um, was incredible as well. So thanks again for Sophie for coming on. And a reminder for you to go and check out her new podcast on Wednesdays, We Wear Black, with two other awesome people in Alex and Yasmin, and now available on the Heavy Network and wherever you get podcasts. They talk a lot about different topics, uh, some things that are very sensitive, um, including gender role and sex so it's worth a listen and i think yeah we should get all three of them on the podcast at some point down the future line that'd be good to have a chat down in person the line. down the down future, the future line. line it's it's um yeah. it's on one of those um go on underground go. um stations um oh is it the all right yeah, underground. The what's the, underground what's the it? Un- oh, it is the underground yeah i'm yeah, not from london yeah. so i forget what it's called yeah the future line <laughs> yeah, somewhere between um, Victoria. I think and- that po- I think I think that podcast would be absolutely carnage. So um, maybe we should do a a Sapnin we wear on when uh, Wednesdays we wear black like mashup collaboration podcast somehow. Well, and all get can- good. and everyone involved gets cancelled because I'm surprised that the three of us don't get cancelled at the end of this. To be honest. Oh, I'd be. I'd imagine we. Yeah, I get cancelled straight away. <laughs> I'd imagine straight away. <laughs> But yes, so great to have Sophie on. And if you're listening to the podcast for the first time, we would love it if you could go and click that subscribe button wherever you are checking out uh, this conversation. Share it with your friends if you've enjoyed it. And if you think we deserve a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or anything like that, we'd very much appreciate um, your support as well. Other ways you could help us out is by giving us a follow on social media pages, Twitter and Instagram at Pod. At S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. That's at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. Twitter and Instagram. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Send us a message. Tell us what you liked about the podcast. Um, tell us what you hated about the podcast. Um, we'll mainly ignore those ones. Um, but let us know anyway. Innit? Just get in touch with us. Just it's like, it's us. nice to see those notifications. And we all appreciate a message. So please go and check out at Sapnin Pod. And we would love you forever and ever and ever and a day. So that's loads, right? If you headed over to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Slapnin to help keep this podcast going each and every week and get a host of extra rewards for your support. We're putting up things like monthly Q&A sessions, a playlist, bonus podcasts and stuff from our archives that have never hit the podcast before so if you'd like some extra goodies a few more laughs and some rambles and meet a host of your new best friends in our community which are literally the best people we've ever met that's the place to go and check it out and we would love you forever as i said patreon.com forward slash sapnin yes oh well remembered and well said morgan thank you, are you. damn right those um yeah the people involved in our our patreon are absolutely amazing um, each and every one of them if you've considered being involved thank you very much if you have been involved thank you very much if you're still involved we love you and um yeah what a fantastic group what a fantastic fun time it is as well in the group with them um, yeah just everybody posting and coming up with ideas and music reviews and showing us new music as well which is awesome so yeah thanks for it. everybody everybody in the group you are fan bloody tastic 
They are. And they're so fantastic that if you head over to the description of this episode, there's loads of names there that we have to thank. They keep this thing going each and every week and we love everyone involved so, so much. But Sean is going to go and give a mahusive, gigantic, special shout out to the elite members of our Patreon community. Those are the top tiers. And sometimes they change their names to catch Sean out and have a laugh. I don't know if they have, um, but we'll find out one way or another. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you very much to everybody involved in the Patreon, but thank you very much to Kylie Wheeler, Mayumi Liwawe, Janelle Castan, Mitch Perry, Emma Barber, Dilly I Wish I Could Speak Whale Grimwood, Nathan Croshaw, Kelly Young, Paul Hirschfield, Scooby Drew Styles, Mikey McDonald's McMuffin Buns. <laughs> Thank you, Mikey. Liam Connolly, Kelly Owen, Kat Besson, Sammy G, Amadine Urbano, Shani Meyer Boxel Anderson, Tony Michael, Sarah T. Mashbrown James, Justin Dunn, Dana Lasnova, Amy Campion, Johnny Phillips, Scott Jones, Dan Gies, DJ, I'm back, you sexy mofos, Ambler Shattock, Simon Amos, Kate Stevenson, Jenny Sexy Boy Munster, Danny Eaton, Lucy Diaz, Emily Senegals, Martina McManus, Heron Howard, Erin Howard, sorry, I don't know why I put a H on front of that, Becky Handy, John and Emma, Jenny. Robinson, Jason Heredia, Louis Cook, Marcy Jacobson, Sandra Kuacek, Caroline Robinson, Kelly Emma Cannon, Kevin Clark, Carl Pendlebury, Livy Cropper, Stuart McNaught, James McNaught, Tallulah Grant, Lydia Henderson, Sharif Awadali, Craig Harris, Keris Andrews, Ollie Sorry We're Incapable of Enjoying Wholesome Things, Amesbury, Chris Howard, Jacob Turner, Josh, I was addicted to the Oki Koki, but in the end I turned myself around. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Alice Wood, Adam King of the Goths, Parslow, and last by no means least, thank you very much to Connor Lewins and his family. Love everyone on that list and everyone involved in the community. Very, very much thank you. As always, we appreciate it. And if you'd like to get your name read out at the end of this or just meet some new best friends again, patreon.com forward slash sapnin. Um, it's from as little as $3, which is about £2.50 in the British sterling now. So that's quite cheap to make friends, to be honest. If you've got a pay for friends i reckon that's a really cheap fee <laughs> yeah it's a weird way to send it to people more. It is. It, i tell you what if anybody joins between now and then right i'll add you as a friend and we'll have a chat um, yeah yeah what a weird way to advertise a patreon i'm just um, trying to think of new yeah. things we've been doing this for 121 weeks now sure and we need an extra kind of thing every now and again to to motivate that is it. true yeah but um but, before yeah. we go is there anything else you would like to mention i want to say a massive thank you 
and happy birthday this oh, week. Oh, look, you beat me to it, man. You had to get in it. You had to get in it. It's my mother. <laughs> happy birthday to my mother for yesterday. She hasn't listened to this. She oh. won't listen to this. Fingers crossed. Um, well, you would definitely yeah, be cancelled if your mum listens to you ve- this. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Um, happy birthday, ma'am. I love you very, very much. I hope you have a... I, do, I just did thumbs up. I don't know. I did thumbs up on a podcast where you can't see me. So there you go. To my mother, who won't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing the bloody oh, plot. We all love Jan. Um, but is there anything else you want to... <sighs> no. No? No. What about your oh, band? I'm still in a band. Yeah. I'm still in a band called Raiders, yeah. Hopefully we'll be doing gigs soon. Um, yeah, check out RaidersBandUK.Bandcamp.com and check out Raiders UK on music listening websites and give us a listen for god's sake please thank you very much i can confirm they are very good and have a lot of riffs so people will enjoy um but nice another really insightful episode a different story a different look into the music industry i very much enjoyed it thanks again to sophie k for taking her time out to come on and we'll be back next week and every friday with another special guest and story and oh, 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 next week's mind oh, next week's episode you're not ready for it I was just looking at you and face and you went each and every week and as you said each and every week I just like he's d- it looks like he might be dying inside <laughs> I will be doing this me and Sean are going to be doing this forever for the rest of our lives but yeah, everyone stay safe. Have a great week. Wear a mask where possible. Get a vaccine in it. Or don't do it up to you. Well, but do. Um, tidy. Have a good one. Fucking Satman! Satman! You're listening to Sabnin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't, I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much.